Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Uh, if they could go ahead, we'll run through it real quick. Nugget number one, number two, number three. And I think uh, those who are just tuned in for the first time will be able to connect with us. Ready? Let's read. Come on, read it, church. I will not cast away my confidence in my God who cannot fail. Number two, go, go right through them, brothers. I need to have confidence. In, ooh, that's why I'm excited tonight. I got expectations. 2022 is going to be the best year of my life. What about you? I got confidence and expectations that is going to be so. Can somebody say amen? Nugget number three. I must have the spiritual conviction that the word of God is true. We need to say that one more time. I must have the spiritual conviction that the word of God is hallelujah. It's true. Can somebody shout about that? The word is true. Nugget number four. and Let's get busy. Last one. This is a process. That's what we're dealing with tonight. We're going to take our time and just begin to uh, unfold and to in, uh, engage in the process of which we gain this conviction and, and this confidence. It's one thing to say conviction and confidence. It's another thing to be taught the procedure, the process. So then 2022, you have the conviction that is necessary for victory and you'll have the confidence that is necessary for victory in the year 2022. Amen. Father, we do thank you tonight. We bless you. We thank you that every indifferent spirit has been cast down, rendered powerless, nothing. So now that the Holy Spirit can have his way, I yield myself to him, the third person of the Godhead, who's the counselor, the paraclete, the standby, the strengthener, the great mighty teacher. And so we trust that he will unfold unto us the mysteries of the word of God, that he'll unfold it, that we might have uh, understanding, that we might, uh, we might embrace the wisdom and the knowledge of God. And so, God, we trust you now that you will give us eyes to see, yes, and ears to hear, yes, and a heart to understand. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. We're ready to eat now. Come on. Come and dine. The table spread. Glory to God. Take your field that you might walk in victory. Can somebody say amen and amen? Turn, if you would, your Bibles to Romans. Romans chapter 4. Certainly giving honor to God and certainly to all of the great mentors who poured into my life over the years. Some have gone on to be with the Lord. Dad Hagen, Apostle Price, and uh, Dad, Dad Thompson, Bishop T.D. Jakes, Bishop Hash. Man, Apostle Clingscale, I just want to thank God for these great, great men of God. Bishop Cecil Pratt, just thanking God, amen, for these great, great men of God. Dad Hicks, all these men who poured into my life. Mother Holmes, and, and man, just all of these people who poured into my life. Hey, glory to God. Miss Everzine, amen, set me on the right path to the glory of God. Amen. Mrs. Hansbrough, going on to be with the Lord. Amen. But prayed me through glory. I just thank God. I'm just simply saying you have the same testimony. Nobody get to a place of victory by themselves. Somebody prayed along the way. And we thank God for those, those patriarchs. Amen. Are you in Romans chapter 4? Romans chapter 4. Well, stick your finger there just for a minute and, and move over real quick to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians 
chapter 6. And look at verse... Um, Look at verse number seven. Let's look at chapter six, verse seven and eight. This is Apostle Paul talking to the church at Galatia. Look what he says. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. So Paul says, don't think you're getting away. Whatever you sow, you, you're going to get a harvest on it. If, if you sow hatred, you're going to reap hatred. If you sow love, you're going to reap love. If you sow kindness, you're going to reap kindness. If you sow corn, you're going to get corn. If you sow, uh, 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 what's that plant I don't like? Okra? If you sow okra, I can't stop. But anyway, I don't want to offend folks who like. But if you sow okra, and I don't want any, so I'm not sowing okra. But if you sow okra, you're going to reap okra. What I'm simply saying is that whatever you put in the ground, you don't expect at harvest time to get another kind of product. So you, we have no right to expect at harvest time to reap a harvest of green beans if we planted corn. So you don't have a right to expect a harvest of love and kindness if you've been sowing hatred and a lack of patience and kindness. Paul is simply saying, whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Hallelujah to God. Isn't that good? Now let's move on over to Romans Romans chapter 4. So you don't get away. You fool people, but you don't fool God. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 4. Are you there? Let's look together because we need to have confidence and expectation. Oh, geez. I pray tonight every person who's watching. It's not an accident. But I believe there's a clarion call that God is releasing his grace and mercy toward you tonight that you might get connected. And if you're not connected, you need to get connected to the local church. You need to get connected to the house of God. And if you have become disconnected, you need to reconnect. I'm telling you, you, you must get connected. Disconnected Christians don't do well. Disconnected Christians, I don't care how much they smile in your face, but disconnected Christians do not do well. They become more delusional than discipled. They become more delusional than disciples. And so I want to encourage you, if God has laid upon your heart to become connected to this ministry, don't put it off any longer. Get connected. God wants you to be connected we want you to be connected. Thank God tonight you're making a decision to get connected. Amen? Our Romans chapter 4, let's get busy. Verse number 19. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not, who did not? Abraham. 
He did not what? He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Boy, this is good. But was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being what? Fully convinced. Ooh, Jesus. That sounds like confidence to me. And being fully convinced. That sounds like confidence to me. With, with all of these natural things outwardly saying to him every day what God promised, it is impossible for it to manifest. But it's clear that Abraham didn't look at his circumstances. He looked at the promise. He looked at the promise. Why? Because he was fully convinced. Are you fully convinced tonight? He was fully convinced. That what he had promised, he was also able, could God of mercy, he was able to perform. I said he, he's able to perform. So we as well, we must have the spiritual conviction that the word of God is true. Come on, let's make this confession. I have tonight and for the rest of my life, I have the spiritual conviction. That the word of God is true. It's not only true, but the word of God is speaking to me. Ooh, Jesus. To, to the degree that you have confidence, to the degree that you have cultivated a conviction concerning the principles of God's word will determine if you waver or stand firm with confidence. When you, when you get a, you know, in your study time, you know, rewind the program and listen to that statement again. Now, let's look more directly at verse number 19. This is good. And Abraham, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. So he dealt with himself first. Already dead since he was about 100 years old. Now, get a hold of this. God told Abraham that he's going to have a son. And Abraham is 100 years old. I, I said Abraham is, is 100 years old. And he did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. You, you see, there was nothing around Abraham in which he could trust. Nothing he could feel. There was nothing he could see. I mean, nothing. All he did was believe God. He couldn't, oh Jesus. He couldn't see anything. He couldn't feel anything. The only thing Abraham could do was what? Is believe God. And that's what I'm asking you to do tonight. You may not be able to see anything. You may not be able to feel anything. And you may not be able to hear the right thing other than what I'm telling you now. And in spite of not being able to see anything, not being able to, to, to feel anything, I mean, just think about it. Just think about the challenge of Abraham. He had to believe God because he couldn't attend my church. I mean, he couldn't come to Harvest Church and let me teach him the principles of God. I mean, he didn't carry around a Bible. He literally had to take God at his word. 
that at a hundred years old and the deadness of his wife's womb, that God was still able to bring to pass what he promised him. Somebody ought to give him praise. Now let's look at verse number 20. He did not waver at the promise. He did not waver at the promise. He did not waver. Notice the word promise, not promises. He did not waver at the promise. In other words, this particular one thing God said to him, Abraham believed God and he did not waver, but was strengthened in faith, giving what? Giving glory to God. So he get, how do you give glory to God? You give glory to God by receiving the promises of God, standing on the word of God, even though you can't see nothing, you can't smell nothing, you can't feel nothing, you still stand firm on the word of God. And the word says, when you do that, you bring glory to God. Hallelujah. Doesn't look like it's going to work, but God said it was going to work, and you believe God is going to work, and instead of things looking like it's getting better, it's getting worse, but you believe God. Oh, this is good. So the Bible says in verse number 20 that Abraham, he was not double-minded. So he looked away from the circumstances. What did he look at? He looked at the promise. He didn't look at how bad things looked. He looked at the promise. That's what I want to tell you tonight. I don't want you to focus on your circumstances. I want you to work on, focus on your answer. I don't want you to focus on what it looked like. I want you to fo focus on what God told you in the midnight hour. I don't want you to focus on what people are saying. I want you to focus on what God told you. Glory to God. And so Abraham, he didn't look, he looked away from his circumstances. And he looked to the promise in spite of the fact that he's old and the drugstores didn't carry Viagra at that time. And Sarah, she was still very attractive. You know, Sarah was 90 something years old and still was fine. Sarah was 90 and fine. Sarah was 90 and was good looking. Other men were still looking at her and wanting her at 90 years old. But as pretty as Sarah still at her old age, she still couldn't produce any eggs. So Sarah's got a promise. I mean, Abraham's got a promise. So if Abraham's got a promise, Sarah's got a promise. You better hear me, wives. If God has given a promise to your husband, that's your promise too. It's not only your husband's promise and your promise. That's a promise to your family. That's a promise to your children and your children's children. Good God of mercy. And Sarah, as I said, she's still very attractive, but no eggs. Why? Because she's old. But Abraham put confidence in the promise because of the one who gave it. You got to hear me now. The reason Abraham, in spite of what it looked like, not having any feelings, not being able to see anything, he had confidence. Why? Because he had confidence in the one who said it? Who, Jesus? How can we not have confidence in what God said? Have God ever said anything to you and did not make it good? I mean, there's many of you watching me tonight. I mean, you have many, you have too many interventions of God 
on your resume for you to doubt him concerning anything. I mean, on your, re- your resume, you got where God moved miraculously in your life over and over and over and over. And if God moved on your behalf or in those situations, don't you believe that he'll move on your behalf right now? COVID-19 cannot check God. Hallelujah to Jesus. There's no checkmate with God. Are you listening to me? Nothing wrong with playing checkers or chess, but God's not playing either one. Hallelujah. Everything he said, it's going to be exactly like he said it. So Abraham put confidence in the promise because of the one who gave it, thus giving worship to almighty God. My sisters and brothers tonight, the only way that you can glorify God is just simply to believe him. I want to say that 35 times because all of us want to bring glory to God. That's our effort and our desire. But the only way to bring glory to God is to believe him. In spite of the circumstances. In spite of how it looks. And I'll go a step further. In spite of the report of a medical doctor, because, and we thank God for them. Man, wonderful doctor. We have a, probably one of the best doctors on the planet, Dr. Uh, Rita Roger Stanley. Outstanding doctor. Spirit field doctor. Believe in her practice from school, but also believe in the power, miracle working power of God. I mean, I, I know you thank God for your doctor, but my doctor have a double barrel. Man, she can use what she's learned in the universities, but she can also use what she's learned in the word of God. You can't do nothing but walk out in victory when you deal with her. Because if one shot that she give you don't, get, don't work, the other shot will certainly work. And that's the power of God. Can somebody say amen? So my sisters and my brothers, the only way you can bring glory to God is to simply believe him. So tonight... As I said, I wouldn't be long, but I want to encourage somebody. Yeah, let me come on down and get a little closer. I really want to get in your face. Because God gave you a promise. And the devil has been working overtime for you to waver about what God said. And I want you to resist wavering. And some of you have begun to waver. But this word of God is being released tonight so that you can put the brakes on and stop wavering and believe God. Wavering just simply means you become double minded. And Jesus half brother said uh, any person who is uh, double minded uh, uh, is 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 not to 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 think or expect that they would receive anything from God because they're double minded. You're, You're in and out. But but Abraham noticed Abraham wasn't in and out. And he had all of the reasons to waver, but he stood firm on what God said. And so tonight, I want to encourage you to get back to believing, get back to focusing on what God told you, what God revealed to you about your union, what God revealed to you about your family, what God spoke to you about your life. 
get back to focusing on that. Why? Because if God said it, if God said it, he's well able to bring it to pass. And so tonight, I don't care what it looked like. I don't care how bad it's been. I believe God has released this word because the word of God can change any situation. And this word tonight, if it worked for Abraham, it'll certainly work for you and I. If Abraham believed God at 100 years old that he was going to have a child, didn't have all of these uh, drugstores, no Viagra wasn't invented yet. His wife is 90-something years old, and she's not even producing eggs, but they had a baby. Because if God said it, it will surely come to pass. And so you be encouraged. Be strengthened in your confidence. Be strengthened in your conviction. And those of you who have gotten disconnected, I charge you tonight to get reconnected. Because things don't go well for people who are not connected. It is not God's order. And God is a God of order. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.